I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's Friday 5 episode. I'm your host VJ Hamilton. I'm a nutritionist, scientist and expert in autoimmune disease. And today I want to talk to you about my top five insights from running stool testing and reviewing stool test results in my autoimmune clients. Because the thing I like to do when I'm working with clients and having worked with hundreds of clients now with autoimmune conditions, I pick up patterns and that's what I like to see as well because when I see a pattern it's often confirmed to me in the research as well and there is often a reason for that imbalance and when I'm looking at stool testing some of these imbalances are coming up time and time again and that's what I would like to share with you today because not only am I going to talk about the common themes that I'm seeing when I'm reviewing those stool test results but I also want to talk to you about why it might be happening and why these balances occur and what you can do about it. As you know, these Friday Five episodes are fairly short, so I'm going to go through this as quickly as I can, and it might warrant a longer episode, so if there is a particular topic or area that you would like to me to talk about more fully, then please let me know, and I will be putting some links to some articles that are relevant for this topic in the show notes as well, if you want to do some further reading. Now, the first thing that I see in my client's stool test result is raised or low secretory IgA. Now, secretory IgA is an antibody in the gut, and often in autoimmune disease, it can be raised if somebody, for example, has a food sensitivity or may have bacterial overgrowth or even toxins in the gut, and it can also be low if somebody's immune system is suppressed. So it's a really good marker to look at because that's going to help me decide what action I take with the client because that will be very different dependent on whether it's raised or whether it is low. For example, if it's raised and I know that there is something firing up the immune system in the gut, which can have a knock-on effect to their autoimmune condition, then I need to find out what is causing that in the first place. And as I said, a lot of the time it is a food sensitivity, but it can be other factors as well. And I'll use some of the information in the rest of the stool test results, but also working with my client and their symptoms and health history to understand what that might be. Um, But that's going to be a very different approach for me seeing low secretory IgA, because that means that their immune system isn't functioning well in the gut, which means that their immune system isn't defending them against bacteria, viruses and parasites in their gut, which can lead to other issues. So I will be taking a very different approach if I see low secretory IgA. So it's often I'm either seeing very low 
or very high when it comes to my clients' results, rather than in range. I mean, I do see it in range, but I would say probably 80% of the time there are differences in someone's secretory IgA, and that's something that I will explore further. I have written an article on this called Could Low Secretory IgA Be the Driving Force in Your Autoimmunity? So feel free to give that a read if you would like to learn more about that. And there are lots of things that you can do from a nutrition perspective to help increase secretory IgA in the gut. There are studies to show that Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a type of beneficial yeast, can help to increase levels. Vitamin A can help to increase levels. So taking something like cod liver oil might be a good idea. But obviously when it comes to any types of supplements, it's always best to work with a health practitioner and anything I'm sharing on this podcast is not medical advice. The next thing that I see a lot with my clients is dysbiosis. And that's when you have an imbalance of gut bacteria. And for the most part, I would say when I'm working with clients with autoimmune disease, they have more of an overgrowth of bacteria in their gut than an undergrowth. But there are certainly some particular species missing, which can cause this imbalance. And when there's an imbalance of beneficial gut bacteria, it can lead to something like leaky gut syndrome. And we know that's a risk factor in autoimmune disease. So that's when food particles or toxins or bacteria then leak into the bloodstream and fire up an immune response. But dysbiosis can also affect the way that you're absorbing nutrients, which can lead to nutrient deficiencies. And we know that's a factor in autoimmune disease. And it can also cause your immune system to flare up if there are imbalances. Um, And lastly, when your bacteria is imbalanced in your gut, it means that more opportunistic and and more harmful bacteria have an environment to thrive. And that's why getting that balance right in the gut and making sure that you have a good variety of different bacteria in the gut, but in the right amounts, can really help to defend your gut against these harmful bacteria, parasites, and candida, which is a type of yeast that can grow in the gut and cause problems. Next, I see quite a lot of intestinal parasites. I'm not always seeing parasites, but I would say in comparison to the general population, I'm seeing a lot more parasites than I would expect. And one in particular that comes up time and time again is Blastocystis hominis. And this is quite a common parasite to have in the guts. The only problem with parasites is that there is research to suggest that they can be both beneficial and harmful. So if my client isn't having any symptoms of that parasite, then I might not work directly on the parasite when I'm preparing a health protocol for them. I might think more about, well, how can we improve the beneficial bacteria in the gut, eating lots of polyphenol rich foods, making sure that they're getting enough fiber in their diet and maybe including some fermented foods. So you overcrowd the gut with the beneficial bacteria, hopefully help the immune system to be strong enough to fight off that parasite. And that's a more slow and steady approach. However, if my client is having symptoms from the blastocystis or they do a reactivity screen, which is something you can do through the Cyrex laboratory, which is again, what I offer in my clinic, 
And there is a reactivity screen for parasites, which means that you could, well, it's it's specifically for pathogens, but it does test for some parasites. And that's gonna tell you if your immune system is firing up against that parasite, is it making an antibody against that parasite? And with that information, again, you might think actually it is worth getting rid of this parasite because it is causing the immune system to fire up in response of it. And by removing that parasite, hopefully it brings the immune system back into harmony. So I am seeing intestinal parasites. The approach I take will be dependent on my client's symptoms and whether they have any immune reactivity to that parasite. Another thing that I see in test results, because these stool tests that I offer also test for the digestive function. So looking at how well somebody is digesting proteins and fats, which is vital for lots of different areas of health, but particularly with autoimmune disease. And what I see quite commonly is low pancreatic enzymes. Um, pancreatic enzymes are produced by the pancreas and they aid in the digestion of foods, in particular proteins, but they also help with fats and carbohydrates. So they take those larger molecules and break them down into smaller molecules in the small intestine. But if you have a low amount of those pancreatic enzymes, it means that those molecules, for example, those proteins, aren't broken down into their building blocks. So because they're not broken down, when they're absorbed into the bloodstream, or they might leak into the bloodstream if leaky gut syndrome is present, then the immune system doesn't identify with them because it's a particle that they've never seen before because it hasn't been properly broken down. And that can cause the immune system to fire up. So if that is happening with somebody, then a short-term fix would be to take digestive enzymes. But you also need to explore why is this happening in the first place? Do they have autoantibodies against their pancreas? Have they got low stomach acid? Have they got inflammation? Why is this happening? And why is the pancreas not producing enough enzymes? And that is to explore further. And as I said, there are some short-term fixes for that, but there will be some longer-term approaches to address the root cause of that issue. And last but not least, I am seeing these opportunistic bacteria in the gut. And these are bacteria which you wouldn't expect to be growing or thriving in your gut because they shouldn't really be there. I mean, they be there in small amounts, but they shouldn't be there in large amounts. And when they are there in a certain amount, they can start to cause dysfunction in the gut, but also dysfunction of the immune system and other systems in the body. And if you listen to my podcast earlier in the week about bacterial infections, you will now hopefully understand how bacteria can trigger an autoimmune response. And that's what we want to avoid. So if I see these opportunistic bacteria in my client's gut and they're at a level where they could be causing an issue for them, then I will address those bacteria. We might start thinking about bringing in certain antimicrobials. I mean, it just depends on the levels and also my client's symptoms. And on top of that, also looking at their condition and the research into it and understanding whether these bacteria could be tr triggering their autoimmune disease or not. 
So these are the common themes that I am seeing. There are some other factors that I see regularly. I mean, it is a Friday Five today, so I'm talking to you about five of them. Some of the other things that I might see are high amounts of gram-negative bacteria that give off a toxin called lipopolysaccharide. I also see high fats in the stool test results, which gives you an indication of an issue digesting fats, which might be to do with the gallbladder or the liver. And some of these extremely important vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin B12, vitamin D, vitamin E, they are fat soluble. So if you are not digesting fats, it may mean that you are vitamin deficient as well. I see low acamantia, which again, I'm going to link to an article in the show notes about acamantia. Um, so there are lots of other things that I am seeing, but I would say these are the five imbalances that I am seeing the most when I'm looking at stool test results. And dependent on my client and their symptoms and their conditions and their health history and their lifestyle, the approach that I'm going to be taking with them is going to be different. I take a personalized approach with all my clients. There is no one size fits all approach when it comes to autoimmune conditions. I honestly wish there was. I often think to myself, is there a way that we can make a more structured protocol that is going to work for everybody with autoimmune disease? And the truth is there probably isn't because everybody's root causes and contributing factors are different. And that's why getting to know yourself, understanding your own story, seeing what your triggers are can be so impactful for the rest of your life. And that was part of my healing journey to actually understand what had caused my autoimmune conditions in the first place. And by understanding that, I know how to adapt my life. I, I'm not the most healthy person out there. I'm probably healthier than the average, but I still live my life and I know the things that I need to avoid or the things that I need to do to keep my myself in remission and that's why I would like everyone to be. So if you have any questions about today's episode, anything that you would like to ask me, then feel free to pop over to my free group, the Autoimmune Forum. You will find a link to that in the show notes or you can pop over to my Instagram account at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist and you can ask me a question there. If not, and you would like to explore your gut health in a bit more details, then I do offer GIFX functional testing package. If you'd like to learn more about that, again, I'll put the link in the show notes. If not, have a fantastic rest of your weekend and I'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.